0: Welcome back to History For You podcast. This is your host, Lou Crowbath. With me today is Riley McNeil, Matt Lanzone, and Charlie Barra. Uh, As you know, it is Friday, so we will be doing our weekly Friday history, United States history, episode. This week, we're moving Midwest to the Missouri Compromise. Hell yeah! With me here first is Junior at St. John Vianney, Charlie Barra.
1: What's up, guys? It's Charlie, and I am very passionate about United States history, especially Missouri history, because, you know, that is my home state.
0: Thank you. He will be telling us a little bit about the Missouri Compromise and uh, how it came about. Get going.
1: All right, guys, so I'm just going to start you off with a few facts about the Missouri Compromise and, you know, just a little bit of background information. So, in the years leading up to the Missouri Compromise of 1820, tensions began to rise between pro-slavery and anti-slavery factions within the United States Congress and across the country. They reached a boiling point after Missouri's 1819 request for admission to the Union as a slave state, which threatened to upset the delicate balance between slave states and free states. To keep the peace, Congress orchestrated a two-part compromise granting Missouri's request, but also admitting Maine as a free state. This also passed an amendment that drew an imaginary line across the former Louisiana Territory, establishing a boundary between free and slave regions that remained the law of the land until it was negated by the Kansas-Nebraska Act of 1854, which you will learn a lot more about later. Now let's get into the trivia, guys. All right. Matt, who proposed the Missouri Compromise? Uh, I think Abraham Lincoln. No! No! Come on, Matt, you should know this. It's Henry Clay, of course. All right, back to more information. Now, the Missouri Compromise was an effort by Congress to defuse the sectional and political rivalries brought on by the request of Missouri in late 1819 for admission as a state in which slavery would be permitted. At the time, the United States contained 22 amazing states evenly divided between slave and free. Admission of Missouri as a slave state would upset that delicate balance. A shift in power between slave states and free states would encourage corruption in the United States Senates and promote a power shift towards pro-slave states, which would eventually lead to laws favored towards slave owners in southern states, and also set a precedent for Congressional acceptance and the expansion of slavery. Earlier in 1819, an amendment had been proposed by multiple representatives that suggested the end of slavery.
0: All right, guys, I think this is a good time to take a little break and tell you about our sponsor, Hamilton, at the Muni. Hamilton is a biography about Alexander Hamilton and how he affected our nation, so... If you ever bored, drop on by to the Muni and watch Hamilton, because it's pretty good, I heard. All right, and now to our other guest, also a junior at Viani, Matt Lanzone. What's up, guys?
2: I'm here to talk about the debate over Missouri's application for admission, which ran from December 1819 to March 1820 northerners argued that congress had the power to prohibit slavery in a new state but the southerners argued that new states had the same freedom of action as the original thirteen and were thus free to choose slavery if they wished. After the Senate and the House passed different bills and deadlock threatened a compromise bill was worked out with the following provisions 1 Missouri was admitted as a slave state and Maine, which was formerly part of Massachusetts as a free state, the second, except for Missouri, slavery was to be excluded from the Louisiana Purchase lands north of latitude
0: 36.30. All right, thanks, Matt. Uh, now we're going to move on to Riley McNeil, and he'll tell you a little about a
3: little bit about Dred Scott and uh, other information. Hey guys, just talking a little more about the Compromise, it was disputed by many Southerners because it established the principle that Congress could make laws regarding slavery. Nevertheless, the Act helped hold the Union together for more than 30 years. It was fixed by the Kansas-Nebraska Act of 1854, which established popular sovereignty, which led to the People's Choice, which then introduced the U.S. to solve the problem of slavery. It was basically a a way of saying that democracy should figure this out and voting should solve this. It was a huge failure. It didn't help anything and the nation was actually closer to a Civil War after popular sovereignty was introduced to the nation. This fighting eventually led to the Civil War, which was about a decade later. There was large-scale debate over the issue in Kansas at the time. The region was flooded with supporters from both the North and the South They fought over the issue for many years. Several people were killed in small fights, giving the confrontation the name Bleeding Kansas. Eventually, Kansas entered the Union as a free state in 1861. Three years later, the Supreme Court in the Dred Scott case declared the Missouri Compromise unconstitutional on the grounds that Congress was prohibited by the Fifth Amendment from depriving individuals of private property without due process of law.
0: All right. Thank you, Riley. Now we'll give it right back to Matt, who's talking about the uh, regional culture and popular sovereignty.
2: What's up, guys? Matt here again. In the mid-1800s, the the economies of many northern states had moved away from farming to industry. A lot of people in the north worked and lived in large cities like New York, Philadelphia, and Boston. The southern states, however, had maintained a large farming economy and this economy was solely based on slave labor. While the North no longer needed slaves, the South relied heavily upon slaves for their way of life. The final straw for the South was the election of Abraham Lincoln to President of the United States. Abraham Lincoln was a member of the new anti-slavery Republican Party. He managed to get elected without even being on the ballot in 10 of the southern states. The southern states felt that Lincoln was against slavery and also against the south. The conflict between two different economies led to to the distance between the northern and southern states, thus causing fighting in Kansas between the use of factories and farms over the use of slaves, eventually leading to the Civil War.
0: All right, thank you, Matt. Now we're going to head on over to Riley, who will talk
3: about the political power of
0: the Missouri Compromise.
3: So when Missouri wanted to enter as a state in the Union, both uh, sides, the North and the South, wanted uh, them to be either free or slave, depending which side they wanted. Because if they had an advantage in the Senate, they would be able to pass laws easier due to a majority in the Senate.